This episode of Half a Star is sponsored by The School Play, the most important thing you will ever do in your life. Today on a very special episode of Half a Star, Benson and I are treated with a blast from the past. We get to hang out with an awesome, cool friend that we knew back in University of Prince Edward Island, Island, Island. And she is a awesome, a awesome singer-songwriter based in Charlottetown. I highly recommend you check out the work of Nikki Gallant. If you have never heard of her, check her out online at NikkiGallant.com. You're going to get an inside scoop as to who she is and the kind of work she does. And I think she's got a few half-star stories tucked up her sleeves. All that and more on this episode of Half a Star, where bad ideas make great stories. He's Justin. He's Benton. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast, but if you feel that you must, here they are then, Ben and Justin, together they are half of a star. Hey, Justin. Hello, Benton. I timed that as soon as I saw you taking a big gulp of your drink so I could start this thing. Yes, um, Ben saw me taking a sip of my coffee and thought that's the, what are you, a waiter in a, in a restaurant or something? How the first few bites treating you? Good one, Jerry Seinfeld. Hey. Nicely done. What's going uh, on there? I just, uh, I just wanted to take this opportunity to do the introduction for our guest this time because I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And we, we have a very special guest today, Justin, uh, a, a very dear friend to both of us. We go way back. I was, I was charting out the course of history earlier in preparation for this interview. And I think, I think this year is a decade. Oh, a decade. That is a shocking amount of time uh, to have passed. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't think you are either. I'm not. Um, Take but I want to, I want to, I want to cast your your mind hook, Justin, back a decade to the uh, halcyon days of 2011, and uh, we were involved in, uh, I think, perhaps the most uh, accessible show we've ever done. Absolutely. We'll talk a bit about it. Uh, we'll talk a bit about it once our guest pops in. But uh, she was involved in this show as well. We're really excited to have her on the show. She is also a fiercely talented and incredible singer-songwriter. Uh, your friend and mine, Justin. Everyone else, you're about to meet your new best friend. Please welcome to the show, Nikki Gallant. Nikki, how the heck are you? <laughs> I'm doing really good. How are you guys doing? Good. I, I'm great. Yeah. yeah, I'm great. I did. I did just hit my head on a street sign <laughs> like an hour ago, but this is this is the this is the right treatment for that. So that's that's good. I'm glad after a decade of uh, of distance between us, uh, we're just jumping right in with the head injury and the head yeah, trauma. You know, yeah, it, it happens. It happens. So listeners, Nikki Gallant is a terrific singer-songwriter based in Prince Edward Island, but I actually remember the day Ben and I found that out about Nikki. We were in <laughs> rehearsal uh, for this show that we'll talk about here. And uh, what were we doing, Ben? Were, did we just YouTube something? Uh, were you like no, creeping I, I, Nikki or something? No, I thought like Nikki came into rehearsal or something. It was like, I'm doing this show. 
or was that not how it went down or something? I, I can't I can't remember. Um, anyway, so we found out that this show was going on, right? That's what you're getting at here. Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. So basically, we caught wind that this songwriter circle was happening at this place called the Guild uh, in Charlottetown, and it was Nikki and Nathan Wiley and Jordan Cameron. Mm -hmm. uh all who are spectacular performers and justin and i little snot-nosed punks that we were back then barely 20 years old the both of us combined (laughs) combined (laughs) uh we decided to take a a, take a flyer on this show we we had to stand on each other's shoulders in a trench coat (laughs) to get into the guild two please two tickets please uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, my dad had a sick fedora collection, so it worked out all right. Um, but yeah, so then we were like, let's go see our friend and castmate Nikki do a show. Uh, and then we, I would say, Justin, that in terms of our relationship and our relationship to the Charlottetown art scene, there are few shows that were more important than that one. Yeah, that really did uh, forge a lot of uh, a lot of our tastes, a lot of our friendships, but also just kind of our investment in, in supporting the, the local arts scene. And I think uh, a good way to extend that support here now would be to let the guests speak about it. Uh, Nikki, uh, it's such a blessing to have you on board. Do you remember that gig by any chance? I do. It was, uh, we did a, a series of four shows um, with the three of us and we had a different special guest each time. Um, and yeah, it was uh, it was a fun thing. We uh, we enjoyed being part of the summer season at the Guild, Ooh. and uh, and just getting to share our music and you know s- spend time making music, sharing it with folks. It's always a <laughs> it's always a good thing. I remember um, I remember your your song about Leonard Cohen. Yes, uh, <laughs> as like a particular highlight, and I was like, oh, that song's really good. And then Justin would not stop talking about it for like two weeks. It's good. I quite liked it. Thanks. Thanks. And uh, just in our recent uh, conversation, Nikki, and just leading mm-hmm. up to this uh, this interview, you're mentioning that you had a, a song. Uh, yeah. did, has it come out yet? The song, no. <laughs> a song inspired by elements from the play that we did. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'm always uh, this is a thing that I do. I just continually make little notes in my phone or on a piece of paper or on a little notepad, whatever. Um, I just like little phrases that come to me or like an idea of like, Hey, I could write a song about that. Um, and then you and I were at the same show, um, yes. of a friend of ours and, uh, just chatting and reminiscing about the play. And I was like, just afterwards, I was like, we got to play sins. We were playing sins. Our characters were sins. And I was like, that's fun. I bet I could use something with that. And I wrote down good little sins. And I was like, mm. Ooh, I like that. Mm. And then, yeah. And later on it, uh, it, it was pulled in whenever I write songs. I, if I'm like, huh, I wonder what I could put here. I like flip through all my notes. And I'm like, Ooh, that works with this. I can pull it in. And yeah, so I, uh, I that became a line of song. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. Part of the liner notes, Ben. Hey. <laughs> Finally right. made it. That's right. There we go. I'm, so, I'm interested. I'm interested yeah. in like, let's talk about this play for a yes. second. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who may not be aware, the play we're talking about is called The Magdalene Variations by Vagabond Productions at UPEI in 2010-2011. Now, and Benton, uh, I have an idea because I think I know where you're heading. 
in explaining <laughs> this uh yeah. the premise to this uh to this play ben you and i we talk endlessly about our memories from working together in school uh sometimes we'll turn a left corner and find like oh i haven't thought about this in a while yeah. but i'd argue this is one that uh we 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 kind of go to and dunk on occasionally just because it's <laughs> such a funny and absurd memory nikki yeah and you explain the plot yeah to uh, magdalene variations okay so this morning i decided I would find my script for hey! it. Hey! <laughs> oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. No pun intended, right, Justin? Oh I, my God. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Um, so, uh, but I didn't have time to actually read it. And I have like really snippets of memories of like scenes of it, but mm. the overall is kind of lost to me now. Um, but one thing I, I, this is not about, this is not about the actual plot, but this piece of paper was in there. Uh, which I assume was to help us uh, connect with our uh, sinfulness. Um, and it has like a list of the sins. And next to that, it has which punishment you would get if you committed that sin. Oh, that's fun. Died. Yeah. Um, and then also which animal was represented by each sin and which Oh, that's color. fun. And I was just like, that's fun. So yeah, I um, also, I'm going on a sidetrack. This is no, happening. This no, is hey, way it's, yeah, I totally this is forgot about yeah. this. Sidetracking. Um, I also was remembering the uh, the auditions for it and yeah. how we had, I think we had like maybe two, maybe three options of what to read for. Um, and I think one of them was the angel and one of them was Satan. That I don't remember if there was another one, but those are the ones that I remembered for sure. And like, I feel like the obvious choice would be read for the angel. And I think that's probably what most people did. And I was just like, no, 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 read for Satan, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously read for Satan. And yeah, I think, I don't know. I just, I really got into that. And then when I was cast as a sin, I was like, oh yeah. Hell cool. yeah, cool. uh, hell yeah legitimately right. hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah exactly. And which, which sin were you uh, again, I was Nikki? lechery. Lechery. Or uh, lust. Yeah. In other words, <laughs> and what is uh? Can you give us a rundown of what the punishment for yours, mine, and Ben's punishment for our sins would be? Yeah, that's yeah. something I'd like well, to hear. I don't know if Jesus wasn't on the list. So. Well, I did, I did, I did play a sin though. Oh God, I did. yes. Yeah, I was double cast as envy as well. Right, right. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, so uh, for for mine, uh, it is smothered in fire and brimstone, which totally tracks yeah and <laughs> it makes perfect sense and uh let's see here uh so for uh wrath we are uh dismembered alive oh god <laughs> although i'm not sure how that works because you'd be because you'd be dead right yeah that's interesting maybe it just feels like that i guess yeah. i don't know yeah. they can mess with her whatever man <laughs> yeah take that take that um yeah and envy so we have uh put in freezing water oh okay so kind of the opposite to yeah. lust yeah i guess that's interesting yeah which is funny because wait huh. does that connected how is di disembodied the opposite <laughs> of wrath is it just bodied no, no no it's not the opposite it's like the punishment for it though like the yeah um yeah okay i'm curious nikki um yeah. so 
like addressing the elephant in the room basically yeah. the first 11 minutes of the Magdalen variations <laughs> was ununderstandable to the audience because the yeah. first time we did it it was silent the yeah. second time we did the play it was in Latin and yeah. then we got into the English afterwards yes. and it was pitched as this like medieval morality play about Mary yes. Magdalene and yes. about like re rehabbing yes. her image from the Bible essentially yes what about that pitch made you be like I'm auditioning for this play absolutely like what brought you into the room that day okay first of all I just want to say like it was good though like yeah, I just I know. like yeah, yeah. just for the just for the record <laughs> I um I I liked it um but yeah it uh I think that I was in a place I do this once in a while where I just get in a place where I'm like I need to do this creative thing that I haven't done in a while and mm. like I need to do it now and then usually right after I have that thought, I see something that is like, hey, here's a chance to do that thing. And then, so there was an audition and I love auditions, like audition me for everything, throw me in competitions, do all of that. Um, I just am like, okay, well, if I'm selected, then I must be good enough. Like there's just kind mm -hmm. of a, like, if I have to be like, uh, hi, uh, can I please do this thing? Then I will never, ever, ever do that. But if they're like, we are seeking applicants, then you can kind of like <laughs> feel like you belong once they choose right. you. Right, right, right. So I don't know. It's a weird thing. But oh, yeah, wow. so I saw like a poster or maybe an email. Something came up where I was like, auditions for the school play. Yes. And I also, uh, one of my like bucket list items is to uh, sing in a musical. And I it didn't occur to me that this wouldn't be a musical. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah yeah that's <laughs> so, so funny i'm like it's a school play of course there's music in it never heard of such a thing of having one with also music. the fact that you continue to call it a school play <laughs> i it's, mean it's just uh it was, to ben and i at the time this was like the height of our artistic oh, artistic achievements look, hey no and i'm like i i speak of it as a school play as a thing to to raise its this isn't uh, a yeah, this isn't a diss whatsoever. Right. I'm uh, like, that is a university with how many students? And I was in the play. That's true. That's where that's, that's where my a, ring goes. That's a good point. And I, yeah. I will say that in terms of how Magdalene Variations has been spoken about on this podcast, you yeah. have been much more respectful <laughs> yeah. and loving to it than we ever have. And I, just, I think, I think yeah, really, I sorry, Nikki. It's, no, it's okay. I just, I, yeah, I have, I have very fond memories of it. Yeah, that's... I, just yeah. what I was getting at, just I think the feelings that one associates with a, with a memory often uh, kind of determine what kind of gaze you have based on like, uh, <laughs> yeah. how was it? Was it actually good? But uh, uh, just given following that show that Ben and I worked on, we went into a madcap comedy and then we went into a full contemporary drama and then gaining a bit of distance from this christian medieval morality play <laughs> where a portion of it was in latin suddenly time and experience gave us a bit of a different opinion just to think what in our beloved director's cotton pick in mind made him think this is what uh is gonna get a, a generation of university students all hot and heavy for theater in a but school without a theater <laughs> I, I will say, though, that there is, like, I often think about theater in terms of, like, this couldn't have possibly happened any other time with any other group of people. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, 
a medieval morality play where a portion <laughs> of it is in Latin could not have happened any other place other than a university. And it probably wouldn't have happened the way that it did without the group of people involved, as is evidenced by the fact that three of us are still talking about it 10 years later. <laughs> it's and true. Also, I should mention uh, the shirt that you're wearing right now there, Benton. Oh. Yeah, I'm wearing uh -huh, my Vagabond uh -huh. hoodie. Company shirt. Company shirt. Okay, Still part of my life. I but I mean, even 10 years removed from it, if you look at the dynamics from that cast, it was mm. pretty stellar. Like Benton and I became uh, best friends and we, we have remained close ever since. Uh, I was in a relationship with someone for over half a decade in yeah. that cast. Uh, uh, one of our other closest friends, Devin McKinnon, he went on to uh, uh, great things as well, uh, working at the Stratford Festival. Yeah, he's doing cool. great. He's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it uh, it was the final chapter to a very uh, very emotional experience for one Brian Ansom's, uh, an actor uh, we looked up to, and he uh, he kind of closed the book on uh, his university experience with that show, and we got to understand the gravity of what that meant to him. Mm -hmm. And Nikki, of yeah. course, we got Nikki. Yeah. We realized we had a friggin' music superstar in our <laughs> midst. And now we want to talk a little bit about the music. What, um, mm. what is, uh, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, okay, wait. I have, I have a bit of a segue, which ties everything together. Yeah. Um, Brian, uh, when I realized that, uh, so he was in a play that you just mentioned, um, and I, at some point during rehearsals, I connected the dots that he was Brielle Ansem's brother. Uh, yes. And all of a sudden, um, out came my like starry eyes of like, oh my God, you know Brielle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't remember if she and I had played together yet, but we eventually did. Um, but I remember just like I used to watch her little like YouTube videos and like I was just super super keen I don't know how old she was then but it was young and mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just like the biggest fangirl about her and I think I I'm not sure if I threw him off by that but I was just like oh my god I love your sister so much it was very strange and also I know y'all had her on here early yeah. on and I just just tying things together that's all love her she's a it's it's just own. a beautiful extended yeah. half a star family moment. Yes, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So yeah, like my music, I guess I could talk about that. That's yeah, cool. let's yeah. let's uh, lay it on <laughs> us. Uh, what uh, you you must have just picked up a guitar one day and never stopped. Like what's 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 kind the of. Nikki Galland origin story? What's oh, your God. story, man? What's, yeah. What's up? What's up? <laughs> How'd you come to music? Yeah. Um, so I guess I kind of always wrote songs they weren't always songs exactly but they were always little bits of things um i remember oh my goodness i had one that was real it was it might as well have been a jingle it was like a chorus like just a chorus and i sang it all the time in like grade i don't know two or three like a friend of mine like maybe tape it and she was super into it and then um i remember another one and like grade five that I wrote about this boy that broke up with me and I was really heartbroken Classic. and in grade five oh yes yes we wow. had kissed whoa what? I know at the confederation center oh, during man. play that is 
the most <laughs> PEI, like that is the most romantic PEI story I think I've ever oh, heard. It was yeah. good. I should have been watching the thing though, because that was like an early theater moment that I really missed. But <laughs> like, it, was probably, good, it was probably Anne. You've seen it since. It's fine. It wasn't. It was oh, like, wasn't? no, it was like the Hobbit in like dark light theater, like like black light cool. theater stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I just Wait. was like kind of busy you're just making out instead that's i was just busy making eyes at a boy for most of it and then eventually having this teeny tiny little thing (laughs) the hobbit getting kids horned up for years yeah second breakfast i don't know know what that means (laughs) i'm not sure it means anything but it sounds like it does right all right good good Um, while while Justin recovers, um, do you remember your first show? Like, do you remember your first gig? Yeah. 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 So like, I should preface this by saying like, I was in band. I played like in like, I played the flute and like, I played guitar and like jazz band and stuff. So like I had played shows in those contexts and like little dance recitals and stuff. I'd been in front of humans, Mm -hmm. um, but then like to actually play my own songs in front of people. Um, I was about to leave for Calgary. So I was, this would have been like 98, like early 98. I was about to leave for Calgary and like had been super involved with uh, the the origin story of Generation XX Youth Club in town here. Um, Yeah, like a skate park and like youth led (laughs) organization place to hang out for kids um and yeah so I was on the board for that at the time and uh we were trying to have a gig we're like can we please have a music gig and one of the adults I think probably Gordy is my guest uh, at the time said uh yeah you can have a gig uh but uh you have to play it because I mm, I, mm, that was terrifying I was like but I really want I really want to go to a music show fine, I'll play a show. It's like, I don't know what this means, but I'll do it. And I like put together a little band and I was way too scared to play my own songs and say like, oh, hi, I wrote this. Right. So what I did was I, most of the set was covers, um, but I played one of my songs and I stuck it at the first and I just Mm. didn't start with an intro. Nice. So you didn't didn't have to banter it up. I didn't have to like admit that it was mine. Everything else I had an intro for was like, uh, this is a song by the Violent Femmes, and <laughs> up next is yeah. So, so yeah, it was like a teeny tiny little like step into it. I love it. And, nice. Yeah. yeah. I had no it's idea perfect. you were one of the uh, uh, forefathers slash foremothers of yes. Generation XX. Yes, That's, indeed. Uh, was that in? I know there was one in Montague. Was there another in yeah. Charlottetown? Uh, I don't think there ever was one in Charlottetown. Um, okay. But yeah, the the Montague one uh, used our sort of premise to 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 build theirs too. So like the idea was that you would have a an adult board and a youth board. So for right. every president, you'd have an adult and a youth. Oh, cool. So yeah, so the ideas were meant to come from the youth, and the adults were meant to support them in seeing their vision out. Sweet. Sort of the premise, yeah. I remember in grade seven and eight in Montague Junior High. Uh, someone came in very excited to give a speech to our class about Generation XX, and oh, none yes. of us went. Uh, <gasps> we're like, nah. Oh, heartbreak! 
We're and like, that's why uh, there isn't a Generation XX in Montague anymore. Yeah. Justin ruined it for everybody. Uh, I think they had a dance and then some kids got like drunk and they were like 13 or something. And then there was yeah. like a, a Montague de- debacle about it. It was uh, pretty funny. To be fair, it was probably <laughs> those kids that hung out by the bench in front of Pizza Delight. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a reference. I, Any Montague people listening, <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, but I feel like in a lot of those cases, it's the kids that don't actually go there regularly that, you know, yeah. that don't, they don't know, they don't know the meaning of the place. They don't have the, the respect for it that mm-hmm. the, the regulars would have. Exactly. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. Tricky. So you've yeah. come a long way, clearly, from Generation yeah. XX covering <laughs> yeah. violent femmes. Um, I'm looking here at your SoundCloud account here, Nikki. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a new, is it a new album, a new EP that you've got coming out soon? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so more on the like uh, train of uh, maybe low self-esteem in some ways. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll put it there. We Um, got you. You Lots of self-esteem in some areas, less than others. Um, But yeah, so I, we started recording this album oh gosh I don't even know I wrote most of the songs for this album in 2017 and then yeah I did this big sorry I feel like every one of my stories is a long story no that's like this is what this show is for yeah (laughs) all of them are long um yeah so I did this thing where I went to BC and spent some time in Victoria for a school thing I stayed in school forever. I'm still a student. <laughs> it just <laughs> seems to happen. <laughs> it haven't stopped. Um, but yeah, I was out there for courses and um, I don't know, the place really inspired me. And I had been in a bit of a slump for writing at the time. And I just like kind of reconnected with myself, which I need to do from time to time because I lose track of me pretty easily. <laughs> it's weird, but it happens. And so I just had this really deep, connection with like nature out there and just I don't know it was great and so I wrote a song when I was out there uh, that I released last last spring and um, it sort of kicked off this whole creative period where I wrote I gave myself a challenge when I got back to write like 30 songs in like I don't know some crazy short amount of time and but it wasn't like if I don't do this I'm gonna beat myself up it was like Mm. well if I write four songs in this crazy amount of time I'm still gonna have four more songs than if I didn't do this challenge so um I think I wound up with like 20 or something at the end and then it was pretty good and then I kept going with that like uh creative period I haven't really stopped since which is nice um but yeah I learned a lot of things at that time too about how to like set myself up for uh productivity in that way I realized that I need external motivation and Mm. I've set up some like neat systems for that and uh that have really worked but yeah so the whole time that I was writing um I was uh one of my friends is Nathan Wiley we have this like a bunch of us in Summerside get together pretty regularly and have like supper and breakfast and go to trivia and do fun things um Yeah. And so I was like sharing about my experiences about these songs when I was in early days and maybe like three or four of them had been written. And, uh, and he's like, Hey, I'd like to hear them. And I was, you know, saying how much I really, really was enjoying them. And, um, and yeah, so I was like, Oh, I'll set up this Dropbox and, um, I'll just, I'll send the songs in there whenever I write them and, um, you can just listen to them or not. And like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just they'll be there. And then, so just once in a while, like, 
I'd be like talking about like, oh gosh, yeah, there's this other new song. And like, I don't know if it's good or not, but like, I really like it and I'm happy about it. And then he'd be like, oh, check it out. Like, okay. And then like, we didn't need to talk about them. It was just a thing that I knew that this, uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know Nathan, this extremely amazing, talented uh, songwriter, artist, producer, um, just like, I don't know, he, sh yeah, like he, sh he should be like on the top of all the charts. Um, big fan, big fan, slightly big fan. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a big fan. But yeah, the fact that I knew that my friend who uh, was super talented and like uh, super prolific um, could see as soon as I wrote a song mm. and could also see if I didn't write a song. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it was like, okay, I know that he either is looking or not, but could tell if I'm being not a good productive songwriter. So it kind of kept me motivated to just keep writing and um, and knowing too that he's someone that has written songs and knows that there's like an early stage of songs and wouldn't necessarily, you know, judge me on my early part of a song or even on a song that is kind of a throwaway song that you needed to get out to get to the other song that's gonna mm. be the song. Um, so just, yeah, he was very, someone who definitely understood the process um, and could be trusted with these early weird things that I was posting. <laughs> and yeah, it super helped. And then um, eventually uh, I got a little bit of, of funding money to record and it was kind of a no brainer to just be like, do you want to help me make this album? Mm. And he already knew the songs and yeah. And we whittled them down to five songs. Um, we, we chose five songs and then uh, towards, I, I think it was even towards the end of the recording process. At some point we decided we were gonna um, add a couple more songs. So they, uh, there's two songs on there that I didn't write, but that we uh, wanted to include. One of them was a song by Jail that um, we had recorded for something previous. Um, and another one was one of his songs that I uh, am super obsessed with. And, oh, that's fun. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. I was cool. like, well, I know we're looking for another song <laughs> and you haven't recorded this one. Are you planning to record that? Awesome. Can you record that one? Yeah. Can I so. scoop you? Like, yeah. yeah. This amazing song. Absolutely. So. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so this album, yeah. is this, uh, is this your latest album? Yeah. Subtle, uh, subtle motions. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It, yeah. We finished recording it a really long time ago. It's been like a physical thing for like ever now. And I'm just finally letting it out into the world. Well, it's very I, exciting. I think you have nothing to fear. And if, <laughs> if anything, uh, listeners, you can take, if there's any artists listening or any uh, emerging creators, take solace in knowing that someone who is as accomplished as Nikki, who is talented, accomplished, experienced, has the support of some very prolific producers and supporters that even at that stage in your career the the uh the the inner battle of the inner critic it still comes up from time to time of am i good enough to do this and i say this to nikki and i say this to anyone listening you are like uh -huh. if you want to make it make it and Ben and I, we've always been big supporters of you, Nikki. So we're happy to help promote this album any way we can. Subtle Motions, uh, Nikki Galant's latest recording. Ben, are you psyched? 
I have never been more psyched about anything. I'm really pumped <laughs> up about it. That's really facetious. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Like, that? <laughs> it's going in the bio. I know it didn't sound like it, but I mean it. No, seriously though, I'm really excited about it. And like, I'm, I, I love Nikki's whole musical, like the voice, the guitar playing, it's, it's incredible stuff. And Nathan's so good too. Uh, it's so nice to know that those uh, those people that we went and saw all those years ago at that concert are like still working together and like yes. still doing music together and stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's warms uh, it warms the heart. And uh, yeah, this might excite you too. Then he has a brand new album that just came out in August, and I got to sing on it. Hey, uh, there we go. I think we gotta get Nathan on the album on the album on the album on our album. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> our talking uh we gotta get him on the podcast yeah yeah totally imagine yeah. a half a star album That'd oh be, my God. that I would be a half a star idea oh there you go i mean i think i think i just found uh, something here justin oh i mean guys that i don't i don't know how or why like i don't know how it's different from just having the no, no. podcast no 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 <laughs> i'm not saying we do i have a star album i'm saying what i found is a segue justin ah <laughs> ah takes a sip again and we've really gone off the rails here in the last couple of minutes haven't we? hey it's uh, all good it happens it me happens. for me forgetting <laughs> to inflect my voice with actual emotion instead of just saying things and then justin's mind melting all right <laughs> sorry this talk of christian morality has got me really hot so nikki it's uh it's so lovely to have you on here uh we're really excited about the new album and uh the song that has been inspired by our time together as well is yes. really exciting yes however now it's time to pay the half a star tax all right, all right. So we have asked you to come on <laughs> with a uh, with a story, uh, a half a star story. Justin, why don't you give the listeners a rundown about what a half a star story is? Easy. Half a star story <laughs> is anything that you've experienced in your life that if you had to give it a star ranking, like a five star memory for me <laughs> is when my fiance said she would marry me. Five yeah. stars uh. out of the park. <laughs> uh, Ben's five star minute or five star <laughs> moment would be chicken fingers on a Friday. Hell Good yeah, job. let's go. Five stars, they're different to different people is what I'm trying to say. Uh, what we're looking for from our guest is an experience in their own life that if you had to give it a star ranking, it wouldn't even get a full star. It would get a half a star. It's an experience that is perhaps unfortunate, embarrassing, uh, horrific, perhaps in the moment. Mm -hmm. However, time gives us a little bit of distance from the thing. While it was bad then, it's pretty awesome now. The celebration of stupidity, taking it back, bad ideas, making great stories. Nikki Gallant, we want to hear your half star story. Thanks. Um, so uh, it's funny. I actually thought of this story listening like around the time when the Brielle one came out because I was like, I was super pumped and like thinking of all the connections then too. And um, yeah, so my half, half a star story um, took place in 2001, maybe? Somewhere back then? 2000, 2001? Um, Time had... of 9-11? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we yeah, were all right thinking then. it, you just gotta say it. <laughs> right then. So this would have been about two months prior to 9-11. <laughs> Pre-9-11 Canada. Let's, uh... Pre-9-11. Oh, jeez. We yeah, all remember where we were. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was in Winnipeg. I had released my first album, uh, my first album called Blue Roses, very long time ago. And uh, I had submitted it to the Winnipeg Folk Festival, where I went every year and I yeah. was obsessed. I lived in Calgary then, so I would take the train up from Edmonton and uh, just like hang out in that neck of the woods and just be a little hippie girl for a bit, sleep in a tent with my guitar, Love the look up the stars. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, so I went there a bunch. And so it was, I think, probably the only place I sent my CD. I was like, please, please let me play there. It's my favorite place. Please let me come. <laughs> Let me go and play on the stage. And so they let me, and yeah. which is insane. Um, but like, let's not get carried away. I was playing on the Young Performers program stage, which mm -hmm. is uh, a great place for someone just starting out. And it also came with like this uh, mentorship thing. So I had like Stephen Fearing was a mentor and also Fred Penner was a mentor. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Good time, good time. And yeah, so uh, there was this performer bus because uh, usually I would have to like figure out how on earth to get out to the festival grounds and mm -hmm. mm, maybe there's a bus, maybe there's not, but this was like a, like an actual, like the performers use this bus, which is, I already felt very fancy. Right. And yeah, so I'm getting on this bus and I like, I'm sitting down next to this fellow from Australia. I couldn't tell you who, I'm sure he's very famous. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I'm looking around going, I'm sure I should know who everybody is on this bus. I'm sure I did know some of them, but anyhow, wonderful fellow sitting next to me who, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, and up, up, up to the bus walks uh, Sarah Harmer, who at the time was my goddamn hero. <laughs> and she, yeah, was kind of everything. And so I'm sitting here on one of these buses and like, I'm just like, losing my mind and like this guy next to me I felt bad for him because I was literally like oh my god oh my god oh my god like <laughs> look oh my god it's her and like all of my hand I, anyone listening is not going to see this but like I'm French I have Ugh. hand gestures and I do not speak without my hands so I, there are a lot of hand gestures going on like pointing and then like hands to my face like oh my god like look who it is <laughs> I don't know how I can breathe it was very intense and then uh uh I'm thinking like I'm very well protected in this like tinted windowed bus and it uh she looked up at me and saw oh there was no tint on the windows guys <laughs> what the hell oh. there was no oh tint oh boy this was all very uh she saw me she saw me she looked up she gave me a little like mm-hmm smile <laughs> a little like okay I see what's happening here so I'm just like yeah so oh, sweet little thing <laughs> just very like she was very good about it but I was definitely very like oh oh gosh like this is mm, I'm a little bit horrified right now and then oh. of course after that she had to get on the bus and it's uh. like I don't know like a 40 minute ride out there so just, I'm just like under my seat with embarrassment and uh <laughs> her guitar player she must have or uh, he may have seen it and like said it to her. I don't know who saw first but he definitely also saw the situation happen and when he was coming on the bus had like the sweetest little like oh how cute is that smile for me and I was just like <gasps> god like just like the most embarrassed I could yeah like hmm <laughs> and I just 
also like I'm usually very like together when I see people that I look up to musically or like otherwise I'm usually really good at like like I I get like a little PR response to things in my head about like Mm -hmm. no 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 keep your cool and they'll want to talk to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) right there's this this thing that usually I like play out in my head and then it is fine but I did not I did not think I was in one of those situations because I didn't think she could see me. <laughs> so yeah, we'll never be friends because I have totally ruined the possibility of that. It's just, you know, the dynamics changed. changed. Well, um, <laughs> Sarah Harmer, if you uh, listen to the podcast, and we know that you do. Of We're going to tag you in this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nikki wants to make amends. She wants to move past this. And, and, uh, and be go on to her. And go on tour. Yes. Yeah. Be best friends forever. Um, Now's the time to tour. Yeah. <laughs> the time, man. Hit it. Yikes. <laughs> yes. We'll we'll do a we'll set up a Zoom tour. Nikki and Sarah Harmer. It'll be great. Wow. It's um, great. I love this. Did I, uh, I, did you get to meet her or anything like uh, at the festival? Did you get to um, interact with her any? I didn't. She's not there. I did meet her afterwards. Um, she's friends with a bunch of my music friends. Uh, I think Catherine uh, McClellan introduced me to her at a show in Summerside here. Sweet. I think she's played with Nathan too, actually. Did they tour together at one point? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I uh, I did get to meet her then, and I played it much cooler at that point. <laughs> Very nice. But yeah, it. Uh, yep. And you, you just <laughs> you were just like, hey. Uh, <laughs> That wasn't uh, me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I've never been to the Winnipeg Folk Festival. What are you talking about? What Winnipeg Folk Festival? Winnipeg. Yeah, what are you? What? That sounds dumb. I would never go to that thing. <laughs> now, Nikki, we would love to be able to play one of your songs. I, uh, I, I really think the listeners should hear the one that was inspired by the uh, the ten star morality play, um, but. My mind's uh, turning back to the story of uh, your first kiss during The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the boy that broke your heart. You mentioned yeah. um, you wrote a song about it. Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you know any of the words still? Oh, it was definitely a bad idea song. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know if I would have them, but I definitely have them written down somewhere. Um, one thing about that song, though, uh, my like early musical uh, adventures involved being the the recess radio <laughs> at school. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, what so, does that mean? <laughs> what that means <laughs> is karaoke before karaoke and without any music. And friends would just come up and be like, "Hey, can you do this song?" And I'd be like, "Sure, can." And then I would just sing the song. Um, and a popular one uh, for me would have been like someday. Uh, by Mariah Carey at the time. Oh, like, sure. Yeah, she yeah. was, that song very much encapsulated my feelings about that relationship when it ended. Um, and when it came on the radio on the school bus, I definitely sang along a little louder knowing he was a few seats up. Um, <laughs> someday. That's all. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> I feel like grade five of me did a better job of it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah. five. <laughs> yeah, wow. So along those lines of like, you're going to want me back someday, um, I wrote the little song. And then a friend of mine who uh, was uh, also very uh, creative and talented, um, she, unbeknownst to me, took the song and sent it to Mariah Carey. 
Oh. That's all. There's no like ending to that story. That's all. Just like, oh my God. Like I just was, eventually she told me, but she was just like, I, I sent that to her. Like, I know so, you wouldn't let me if I told you I was going to. Like, okay. Uh, Mariah Carey, if you're listening to this podcast, and, and we're uh, fairly confident, we, you we are. know that you we know that you are. Uh, just just send her back send her back a letter. Like, what's, what's the holdup here? Yeah, what's the deal? Yeah. Like, who do you think you are, Ringo Starr from that episode of The Simpsons? Solid reference, Justin. Yeah, season two. I know what's up. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very strange early songwriting like that was probably the first like song song that like was written out and like mm. had like verse and choruses and like was like a full song structure and mm. i don't even know yeah it was cool. very strange if yeah. uh, uh when you were saying uh she took the song and gave it to i thought she <laughs> she gave it to your ex-boyfriend oh uh, no he heard it i'm sure i sang it to his face I was- <laughs> <laughs> that is how i roll <laughs> power move Man, like i think about what your grade five year must have been and i don't think i've ever had the emotional stakes in my entire life that that one school year must have had for you i'd have peaked then i don't know <laughs> Man, it was it was uh yeah yeah i uh yeah i had no shame i had no uh yeah my confidence was pretty good and like, I wasn't like one of the cool kids. I wasn't like, there was there was a literal group of cool kids and I wasn't over there and I did not care. It was, uh, hi, cool kids, I still like you, you're cool. But um, <laughs> but I was fine with my group of friends who were amazing and awesome, but like wouldn't have been considered like the cool kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know that they're actually listening and like, oh, yes. Just gonna give them a shout out. Cool kids, uh, wherever you may be, I know you are listening. Uh, I think it's time. Uh, you take another look at Nikki Gallant's application to the Cool Kids Club, <laughs> give it another set of eyes, and uh, I'm not saying let her in, just send her a letter. Send her a letter. Her like, letter. what's the hold up here? It's cool. It's cool. We, we, we're tight. We're good. Yeah. It's cool. Before, it's before cool. we before we wrap things up, uh, I think listeners should get a taste. Uh, oh, I was about to say, get a taste of Nikki Gallant, and wow. <laughs> That's, that's a different album. That's, <laughs> that's the one after this. Yeah. Get a taste. Leave me off the liner yeah. notes for that one. <laughs> but um, is it is it okay if we can uh, share this yeah. with the listeners? We sure. want you listeners to experience the the joy, wonder, and uh, 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 magic of Nikki Gallant, her awesome song, "Dark cool. Places."
Wow. That was a great song. Ben, did you hear the verse that was about you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I thought it was a little, I thought it was very straightforward. I was expecting it to be a little more subtle, but there it was. I didn't yeah. think you'd get it because it's pretty, uh, pretty entrenched in metaphor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily I have an English, li- I have an English lit degree from UPEI, so I'll be okay. When has anyone ever said, luckily I have an English lit degree from UPEI? <laughs> <laughs> half a star podcast <laughs> first time half for a star idea. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly proud alum <laughs> That's all. yeah 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 absolutely mm-hmm. now apart from your releases uh nikki yeah. we're obviously gonna uh promote the hell out of that uh today is october the first yeah. and we're wondering yeah. if there's anything coming up uh, that uh, perhaps people in Prince Edward Island or in the Maritime adjacent, if you're traveling with your double vax pass, yeah. uh, where where can they see you next? Yeah, um, well, uh, the album releases this month um, on the 22nd on a Friday. Nice. Um, so, so far we've only released uh, three singles to the song. Uh, we released Free, I Remember, and there's an official video online. Uh, some people have said they like it. <laughs> and then um, and then Sky, Sea, and Ground was the second single. Um, and that was the one that was inspired by the BC trip. Um, and then uh, just, a f- I guess, three weeks ago now, or uh, four, no, a month, a little, a little less than a month ago. Dates are not really good in my head. Um, September 3rd, oh, yes. um, we released uh, Is She Holding You, which Ooh. is a more like acoustic song. The rest of the album has a lot of like, synthy sort of pop cool. sounds but yeah so this one's a very like uh acoustic piano kind of a sad longing thing um but yeah so the full album itself will be coming out on the 22nd so there's uh, gonna be some push around that terrific be some, some and, buzz hopefully and <laughs> listeners you want to be part of the buzz we That's all right. do That's we right. love the buzz <laughs> both literal metaphoric yes. uh print publication yes. Uh, visit Nikki Best. Gallant, Nikki Music on Facebook. You can check her Twitter at Nikki underscore music. Uh, Nikki Gallant on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or if you want the one-stop shop experience, visit NikkiGallant.com. Yeah. The websiteiest website on the internet. It's pretty website <laughs> Ben, how do you feel about Nikki? I feel <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better this time. I'm going to say it with the intention that I had in my heart and it's not going to come out the way that it came before. Say it with your heart. (laughs) I feel good. (laughs) Yeah, I feel, uh, I feel amazing. Uh, no, uh, I'm excited. This is good. I love when my, I love when people that I know and and enjoy their music, do more music. This is great. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm excited too. (laughs) Listeners, that has been Nikki Gallant. Once again, that was our good friend, Nikki Gallant. It's always such a lovely time catching up with her. I love seeing her. She always seems so well and happy. Do you have a crush on Nikki Gallant? No. Why? What's wrong? Do you not like Nikki? I don't. What is happening right now? Listeners, do yourself a favor. Visit NikkiGallant.com. You can check her out on social media as well. Find some of her links, her YouTubes. She's really fun, really talented. Uh, ben, 
big old crush on Nikki. <laughs> and hey, I ship it. It's cool. It's I know you can't be with me forever, Ben. We gotta the baby birds gotta leave the nest. Stop puking into my mouth. Never. <laughs> On behalf of Nikki Galantz and Justin Shaw, I want to thank the listeners for listening. And that would be, of course, you, because you're hearing this right now. So thank you for listening. We will be back again next week with more Half a Star stories and fantastic guests. Until next time, be a good person, get the vaccine, wear a mask, go to the park. Black lives matter, trans lives matter, every life matters. Be a good person. See you next time.